like it's somewhere in the OTO shit where they say we have nothing to say about fucking anything except for the OTO. The only weird thing we should have a, 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 a voice on is magic and the OTO, and that's it. So now we're worried about fucking George Floyd, Antifa, and BLM. We should not have an opinion on those fuckers at all. We should have an opinion on the OTO, which should be this is none of our bullshit. You know? So I'm like, so now you're fucking going on about BLM, Antifa, and then, oh, maybe it would be a good idea would any of you here be interested in maybe protest and we could start setting up spots and places we can meet up and maybe we can make signs. Wow. And I was like, yo, you know, I already knew I was in there with a bunch of communists and socialists, but like now you're just fucking advertising and trying to get them out on the streets. And that was the last fucking time I have listened or anything with the OTO. Look inside yourself. Find who you are, what you love, what is it that your will is, and find God, and then you'll find freedom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Conspiracy Playtime Podcast, the podcast where we explore ideas that might get you or me canceled, blacklisted, or raided by the CIA. But in today's episode, we're tuning in to the East Coast with Mr. NY Patriot. Thank you very much for coming along and joining the Conspiracy Playtime Podcast, NY. We look forward to diving into the rabbit hole with you and exploring the meanings of the occult. So, uh... Tell us a little bit about your history with the occult and uh, what's led you to where you are now. All right. Um, well, I, I guess, I mean, even as a child, just growing up, I was interested into, uh, I believed in ghosts. I believed in aliens. You know, I guess I believed in witches, all the stuff that was like kind of on, that was acceptable on TV at that time. I guess, you know, I kind of believed that that stuff was real. And plus, even just from experiences growing up, both my parents had even thought that the house that we were in may have had something going on with it. Uh, I was out in Long Island and there's a lot of stories on how truthful it is, but, I, but I'm sure if there was Indians there, they are buried fucking who knows just by all over the place. But a lot of people have stories that there is, you know, it's a big, basically a big, uh, big Indian burial ground. So that's always the excuse for why there's spirits, maybe weird stuff going on. Even like Lake Ronkonkoma had a story behind it, which unfortunately was true for a long time. I don't know if the story is true, but, you know, there was a story of some Indian chick who fell in love with the white dude. And the Indians were like, no, you can't mix with the white guys. So he's got to die. And I think she killed herself after they killed him. And then every year after that, a dude drowned in the lake. And she said that's her claiming her fucking man. You know what I'm saying? Well, that actually went on for the fucking longest time. There was always a dead male who drowned in Lake Ronkonkoma every fucking year for the longest time. So, like, even stuff like that as a kid. On the very date of the anniversary? Yes, I think they Well, again, I mean, who knows if this fucking chick existed. Right. But in the story, it was specific the story, to the date. Yeah, she would come back and she would take a... She would take a mail. And uh, actually, unfortunately, I went to school and knew who one of them were at one point. But it happened from for many, many, probably 20 something years, almost or close to it every fucking year. Mm. So but just small stuff like that, like fed into my imagination and made me think that 
you know, it's these weird stories, you know, I might have something to do with it. Even as a kid, when I, even when it came to the Bible, I was like, there's something weird in here that's like just hidden. And I just don't understand it. Or people just don't understand it. Uh, I was into that. I was even into like, you know, certain mythology as a kid, just from grabbing random books out of the school library. So I, I was always open to the idea that uh, things exist, even though I can't see them. You know, I even remember as a child, uh, I did grow up in a big uh, kind of technically Catholic or really mostly Christian household and the same, you know, surrounding area and just where I grew up. I think, honestly, for most of us, when we grew up as kids, it was probably a prominent Catholic or Christian neighborhood, school, whatever. You know, that was everybody's certain idea. And uh, the guy across the street, I think at one time was like trying to explain to me like stuff about God. And he's like, or in even bad stuff, he said, you know, our radios pick up radio stations. We can't see it. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And that hit me as a kid. When I was a kid. I'm like, oh, wow. Like that's that makes sense. There's stuff out there that I can't see, but it does exist. So going forward, I guess through going throughout school, I was still intrigued by that stuff. I did have friends that supposedly considered themselves witches. I think more of it was just like they liked to dress and they thought it was edgy and gothy. Were they all um, so, chicks or was there some dude witches? Uh, was, no, it was mostly it was mostly chicks. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to be. I hate to sound like an asshole, but it was all overweight chicks. <laughs> I mean, if that comes with somehow making yourself feel better, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, there, there was a few that I did honestly believe, like kind of knew what they were doing or was at least reading and practicing. You know what I'm saying? They weren't like a, a witch who grabbed a, like a crystal and threw some lavender over their shoulder and was like, oh, I'm a witch and I just changed the world. Like, no, it doesn't work like that. So do you think that... <laughs> Speaking about witches, is there certain people that are just born and able to tap into that more? Or is it something you can just practice and become good at or both? Both. Both. I, I think, you know, honestly, I think as we're born, we're actually probably gifted with certain abilities. We just, you know, neither ignore it or I mean, even to the extent as crazy as this sounds, your soft spot hardens up and that just limits mm. even more options. But I, I, I do think even when you're born, you're, you're very open or not completely. There's, there's a tether between you and I think the spirit world for a little bit. And you could possibly stay that way to an extent. Or I think you have to practice and learn stuff. But I, I do think, yeah, you can be kind of closer to you know, open to that stuff for sure. But uh, like I was saying, so, yeah, I, I was friends with people who are into that. I believe that they were serious. So. I guess in my mind as growing up, I believed witchcraft. Uh, I don't think I even knew occultism even existed then, but, you know, was looking at it in that sense, you know, secret shit people don't understand and that it can work. Eventually got older, got into conspiracy theories. 9-11 happened. That made me really start questioning the government because like I was able to, I was listening to the news, Howard Stern, as it happened. And I remember like hearing play by play of what's going on. I remember probably a half hour after it happened, hearing the news with the fire department and the cops talking about, you know, bombs going off in the building. And then by the end of the day, that never happened. That never existed. And it was just all dudes flying planes into a building. And then a couple of days later, somehow the passport didn't burn and we found it in the streets. Were you even as a, even as a kid? I was like, all right, something's wrong here. And I think that's kind of woke me up to get into conspiracies. Which and were you in Rhode Island when 9-11 happened? 
I was in Long Island. I was out. Okay. In, uh, yeah, I was out in like not even Queens or Nassau. I was okay. in Nassau County when that happened. Um, so I get close to home, you know, rather than like for us, we're on the east, the west coast. Yeah. You know, so it's all Definitely. on TV. But you were a little bit more tapped into that oh, going sure. on. Oh, yeah. I was like, damn, like that's like fucking, you know, 70 miles from here. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. He and I, I I'm not going to speak for you, but I'm going to assume you've never, I never saw the Twin Towers in person. So to me, they were just an idea from movies and shit. Right, uh, you'd probably walked by him before, and you know I I may have, but uh, I'll be I'll tell you the truth. I've never purposely gone to like really, except for the history, the natural, no, whatever the natural museum of natural history. Besides that, I'll honestly say I was never really because of I guess growing out in Long Island. I went to the city for clubs and raves. Really, that's my experience. Besides that. I was never a huge fan of it, and I've never gone to see the Statue of Liberty, never purposely went to the Empire State Building, never purposely went to the Twin Towers. I may have gone to those maybe as a kid or in a school thing and don't even remember. But honestly, me going and checking out all these things in New York, I actually never cared. It was never like, oh, okay, it's a fucking building. All right. right." You know, so to me, uh, it wasn't like something that I was like, oh, man, I was just there last week. But it it did pretty – it did – it was surprisingly you know, like a little, I guess, scary at that age. You know, and you, was, you were an adult too. So oh uh, yeah, I think I was in my my mid-20s by then. You know, and so yeah, you know, it's funny thing is, totally forgot. This is so funny. Me and my friends were already we were at the stage where like we had already taken the drug tests and we had to just sign paper to actually go join the army. Me and my friend were doing a buddy thing. We were both going to go for paratroopers. The fucking buildings got hit. I text the kid, no lie, probably about an hour or two after that. Once, you know, the whole plane and war, you know, someone did it, a terrorist. I straight up told the kid, I said, dude, I ain't doing this anymore. I was just going for school. I wasn't going to fucking go grab a gun and kill people. Never did. Yeah. It. But he went in. He went wow. in and ended up coming out with fucking fucked up legging in a wheelchair, unfortunately. Wow. So, you know, I kind of wish and a fucked up head, probably, huh? Oh, Harry, he actually got kicked out of the army for being a heroin addict. Oh, man. You know, he watched one of his friends blow the fuck up in front of him. That's mm. going to fuck up anybody, you know? Yeah. So, unfortunately, it didn't work out too well for him. But I, yeah, when that happened, I was like, yep, nope. I, I just wanted to go to for school. And, and I knew I was a fuck up in a sense. So I was like, I figured some discipline and some education for a few years might work out. But no, I, I wasn't trying to be a soldier for you. <laughs> I'll be totally honest. <laughs> yeah, and our mutual... shooting the guns would be cool, but I wasn't trying to like go out and risk my life shooting other people. <laughs> our mutual friend Dusty, he was a year in when 9-11 happened. So Yo, could yeah. you imagine that? Especially if you went in with the same fucking mindset that I have, you'd be like, God damn it, I couldn't even yeah. make it. The whole... <laughs> but fast forward. So yeah, that happened. Eventually I started getting into conspiracy theories. Some of the first shows I came across, Project Camelot, Jordan Maxwell, uh, David Icke. Uh, I mean, I don't know what you guys think or if you've even heard of him. I don't care for him now. I think he's fucking whatever. But David Wilcox, I came across him a lot when I was younger. A lot of those shows and it started like kind of like getting me into occultism because Michael Tassarian is another one. Um, that guy, Cooper. Uh, William. A lot, yes. A lot of those people. And Santos Benacci. You know, a oh, lot yeah, of he's great. People, that yeah, guy's a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. But 
back in the day, they very were much kind of focusing on secret societies and occultism. Santos Benacci, Hidden Science, occultism, same shit. Yeah. You know, very big on that. And I guess coming across them for somehow just made me think like, fuck, there's something behind this. this magic is real. These secret societies exist. And I do think at some point in these secret societies, there is an agenda, you know, or they do have a besides the enlightenment of yourself. Once you get that, I think after that, especially in the OTO after that, once you've had those experiences, everything above that initiations and all that shit, just all fit in a, an agenda or a group thing. In my opinion. Um, so I started to think. These things are real. I got heavily into researching this stuff and not trying to knock anybody or other shows or people who research this stuff. It's just that at my at this point, when I was you know a little bit younger, I'm researching all this shit. I'm trying to figure out who started what, uh, where did it come from? Then I watched something else. Oh no, this this started here, this started there. This person's doing it, this person's doing it. This one started this with this guy, he was friends with this person, you know, the the, the spider web. Which is true. The spider web of how all these things even form and came into existence is ridiculous. And I'm just like, I'm chasing all these things. And at the end of the day, I still don't understand what is magic and how it's controlling us. I'm just trying to piece names to lodges and, you know, uh, secret societies, but I, I don't understand what they're doing. Oh, no. Okay. I'm looking at all these symbols. Do I, do I really understand what they are? So, like, how much am I really understanding occultism magic? I'm just putting places with names and people with names, you know? So I was like, fuck it. I was like, in my mind, I'm like, I do believe it's real. I do believe it can control people. It can influence people. It can influence societies, countries, you know, the whole world. Um, the only way for me to try to stay out of that matrix, I thought was, I guess maybe I'll actually have to learn magic to a sense and try to keep myself out of the bullshit. So I started getting books, studying, uh, looked into a bunch of secret societies that I thought were somewhat reputable and reputable in the sense of like they understood. I wasn't a huge fan of who Crowley was. I do think what he did, uh, some of the stuff he put out, he was an occult genius. Um, even at the time when I had read a lot of his like fucking like, he's, you know, perverted, dumb shit, you know, sick shit. Uh, I forgot the chick's name. He's got some whole fucking poem about some chick farting and smelling it. You know? <laughs> but like, it, it, you know, white stains, another fucked up poem, you know, poems. I think of like people shitting on each other, eating shit. Who knows? Weird shit. Um, so like that, I was like, yo, this guy's fucking out there. And, and honestly, now looking at it, I was like, all right, this shit is sick. But I got, in my opinion, he's actually still telling you an occult archetype and only the people who are really willing to understand will even entertain reading such fucking retarded shit. And some of it is just retarded, but I, I thought he was a genius. So I, but I, again, I, I kind of was like, I, I really don't kind of like, like who he turned into or his personality. So I wasn't too hip with joining the golden uh, with the OTO. I started looking into the golden dawn. There was none around me. Um, there was a couple other places I was interested in, but like they weren't either around that long or I was a little leery of them too. And, uh, Eventually, I was like, fuck, well, maybe I should start looking for places by me. I really couldn't find anything, or at least where I was looking. So you were um, avoiding the OTO because of Crowley. Kind of, oh, yeah, yeah. I will be honest with you. Yes, I did avoid the OTO because of Crowley. 
Um, eventually, like I said, I, I ended up, I ended up getting books. I started practicing shit on myself, uh, on my own. Um, I even, I even hit up one of those, one of those women that I knew from school that was still Facebook friends with me. One of the fat I witches. <laughs> I hit her up. Yes. I hit her up and asked her, told her what I was interested in and said, do you think you can send me anywhere books that, I, that you could say is reputable and you think like the person knows their shit. And after I got done kind of explaining to her what I was involved, you know, interested in, she says, well, I'm going to tell you right now, this is more of a ceremonial magician than a witch. She says, to me, it sounds like you're more into like the occultism and the ceremonial and the ritual stuff, which is a lot more dragged out in magic uh, or ceremonial magic. So she had sent me a couple of books and uh, one of them, I think, was like 12 or 13 lessons in high magic or magic or something like that by Donald, whoever. He pulls a lot from Crowley in the OTO in that book. And I actually like kind of really liked it. And I thought there was a lot of good shit in there. And it did have a lot of stuff that I was into and have heard of and was interested in. And I was like, fuck it. All right. I'm going to unfortunately have to start YouTubing certain Thelemic or OTO type stuff. Started watching a lot of the videos and coming across a lot of lodges have their own channels. Or camps or oasis is believe it or not, a lot of them will have at least their own Facebook and some of them have their own YouTube channels. So I came across one blazing star OTO in California, uh, just like California is now. If you were to go check out their YouTube channel, you will see that lodge is filled with leftists. In my opinion, it's a liberal agenda. It's a liberal breeding ground. Um, I mean, you'll have a trainee up there telling you how the tree of life works. I mean, uh, but <laughs> there was a lot of decent stuff on there for certain things that I found interesting. And I think somehow I contacted them. I was like, how would I go about getting involved in the OTO or getting a mentor? I, I had no idea how this works. I'm thinking you get like a mentor or some shit. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, oh, they're like, just go on their website and go look to see if there's one close to you. They're like, where are you located? I was like in New York. And they're like, there's at least two or three lodges out there. I'm sure you can find one. I was like, fuck. And they're like, yeah, just go on their site. And they gave me the site. And I was like, wow, like. You actually have like a site that's just like OTOUSA.org, like that easy. I was like, okay, like I, I don't even have to like you know I don't have to install uh, you know tour to go to go search the deep <laughs> web to search the deep web for this shit. I don't have to download a VPN. You know what I'm saying? And like I can actually just go find this shit. So I went on it and I was like, damn, like it's showing you where all of them, all of them are a, a contact, a Facebook, if they have it, a YouTube, if they're willing to put it there. They had all these things. And I was like, damn, there's one like 20 minutes from my fucking house. So wow. I, was like, uh, I was like, all right, uh, it's kind of the only option. I'm not a huge fan of, like I said, Crowley personally, but I do think he definitely had plenty of a, a cult. He dropped a lot of shit in his stuff. So could I, uh, so, uh, so Crowley is kind of the, um, the, the founder of the OTO or how is, is he kind of a big mover for it in the U S or how does that work? You know, Bruce, I always forget this other guy's name. There was two. Sometimes there's like a third that might be mentioned that started the OTO. They originally were Masons, uh, or they were at least in, you know, they were Masons. 
um, <laughs> kind of came up with like their own thing. And it originally actually was an offshoot of the Masons. If you were okay. a Mason, you could switch over to the OTO and you may not even have to start at the bottom. You, the, whatever degree you're at over there might meet an equivalent to the other, you know, to the OTO. So you could just switch over and, you know, join their stuff. Now have to start from the bottom. Uh, Crowley eventually, um, the book of the law, he invoked Horus or you know, whoever people want to argue that he did, whatever. He went to the pyramids, channeled, channeled this thing that his wife, I think, dictated what was going on. And, you know, and this is funny, too. I don't think people realize every time you fucking like investigate a cult, it always starts the same way. Some dude had a conversation with somebody that nobody could see that told them the law. The burning bush. They told them the law. <laughs> And then they wrote it down and told other people to follow it. Um, so basically, he had this thing with uh, God. Who the fuck? How the fuck did I forget who he was talking to? Not Lamb. Jesus Christ! Holy crap! Wow! I just had a brain fart. Whoever, that's all right. whoever he's talking. Well, no, that should be like a major thing. I don't forget. He's uh, having a conversation with whoever, and. Uh, he, he eventually has, he does it three days in a row, which is the book of the law, Hadith. Uh, the first chapter is uh, Nuit, Hadith, and then Rahor Kuit. Three different chapters, three different days. He writes that shit. He puts it out. Somehow the guys from the OTO come across and they're like, oh, my God, this guy threw out our secrets. He's exposing us. They contact him. He's like, I don't even know who the fuck you are. Hmm. And they're like, well, you just, you know, exp expose the secrets of secrets that we that we know. And he's huh. like, well, I had no idea. So <laughs> they go and talk to him, meet up with him, and I guess uh, threw his balls in their mouth, and they said, you can have the OTO now. And uh, <laughs> they handed him over the OTO. Wow. He, he ripped out a fuck ton of their initiations because he even said that the Masons, all these degrees, fucking retarded. He's like, there <laughs> only needs to be, like, technically there's 13, if you count Minerva, which is like a guest. So he dropped it down to uh, less initiations and then made uh, the Gnostic Mass, which is basically, you know, it's all based kind of on the book of the law and his idea of, you know, I guess, the abyss and reality and coming in and going out. He changed it to the Gnostic Mass. He had the Gnostic Mass and uh, took it over. Yeah. So it originally was not his. He took it over and then put his little spin of mm. Athelema and his beliefs into it. Wow. So what a way to uh, take it over, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, and I'm going to be totally honest with you. And he does have his own, his own order that he started called the Astrum Argentum or the AA. Uh, where, I mean, you, you're wearing a hood that literally only has eyes. You don't even have a mouth. I mean, th that's a whole other thing that maybe mm. we can get into later. Uh, it's just eyes. Your mouth's covered. I, fuck, I should have brought it with me. I still have mine because I... Even though I wasn't in the Astro Magentum, I bought the fucking robe because it looked like a fucking gangster to me. It was like some magician. Uh, what are those people that like pull the fucking thing when uh, executioner? I was uh -huh. like, this looks like a magical executioner. It's some magical ninja. I was like, I got to buy this fucking robe. <laughs> so I, I bought it anyway. Um, he started that, but I'm going to be honest. I don't know how truthful any of that is. For all I know, just like we have now, you put a face to a fucking name and people will believe it or whatever. I don't know if he really did. For all I know, 
I guess, I mean, there wasn't the CIA then, but whatever operation or kind of three letter outfit OSS, maybe whoever. So I, I honestly think there is a chance that these things were created at the beginning as a psyop or eventually became one taken over. Yes. Once it had legs. Yeah. So uh, just to verify that real quick, I'm not even sure if even the stories about Alistair Crowley starting these things are real. But that's certain books. Certain books say that the OTO has been around for a long fucking time, had a different name. Nobody knew it. You'll hear the same thing about the Estromagentum. So if that's even real, then well, Crowley didn't start any of them. You know what I'm saying? Or at least he didn't start the AA. And the truth about the OTO, is that even true then? No, you know? So I just wanted to add that. Okay. But uh, yeah, so I found the website. I found the one closest to me. I emailed them Well, I went and checked their calendar, very active place. And I was looking at what they had. And I noticed they have a thing called the Gnostic Mass a lot on the weekends. So I was like, well, maybe I can Google that or YouTube it and see what it is. Found the Gnostic Mass basically is like their version of church. Watched it on YouTube. So I think I can deal with this. You know, I think I can go and just chill out and maybe talk to a few people, see what the vibe is like. Uh, hit them up, told them I was interested in coming to the Gnostic Mass on this date. I think it might have been like two or three weeks from the day I sent the email. They replied rather quickly, said closer to that date. Hit us up and we will give you the address and directions, uh, you know, how to get to the lodge. So I was like, all right, no problem. Uh, the time came. I hit them up. And uh, it was weird to me, this the beginning. I mean, the whole thing was weird, I guess, to tell you the truth, from, from <laughs> beginning to end. Um, they gave me, like, an address. But, like, it was an address to try. See, this is another thing, too. I, I think why I don't really have to deal with problems is because I never say specific lodges and names. Mm-hmm. I'm, not impeding, I'm not impeding on anybody's will. But the, the place I went to, you couldn't just walk in. There was basically it's in a building with other places in it. Mm. So an apartment building. Fuck you it. didn't have to have a password or anything like that. No, well, the thing is, you well, there was a gate that only the people who lived in the building could get into. So when they gave me the directions, they're telling me to go to an address of a building that has more than one places in it. So now, now you're not even telling me the specific address, and. There you're telling me that it's across the street from a park and just to sit on benches and somebody will come out and get me. So like that was all like, whoa, what the fuck is this? <laughs> now, once I got there and had realized that you can't get into that place unless you have a key to get into the gate to get into any part of that building, you're stuck outside. So at least that kind of was like, all right, this makes sense. It's not some weird shit. And there was a bunch of people hanging out. And that's how it always was. It was just unfortunately 10 minutes or 15 minutes before the thing's supposed to start, an officer from the lodge will come out, check. There's people out there, yeah, come in or whatever. But technically, you can't just walk into the lodge if you wanted to. So, but so that weirded me out a little bit. But I'm like, fuck it, you know, stick around. Some of the people that I was waiting outside with I, that I had no idea it was for the OTO, they were just chilling, chilling in the area. Didn't seem that bad. Or didn't look that fucking nuts. So I was like, kind of like, okay, with going in with the, the situation already. Uh, they get in the Gnostic Mass. Well, I get in. They they keep you in one area. And then there's a temple room. Uh, they come out. They'll explain to you, especially if there's new people here. Just the Gnostic Mass, blah, blah, blah. They even hand out 
fuck what are those things they, they call it in church something else or like they hand you kind of like a piece of paper to let you know like what's going like on like a pamphlet almost or something yeah it is a pamphlet a leaflet yes leaflet or there's even like another name for it, whatever yeah uh kind of like when you go to a play like they'll give you that little book explain oh the, i know yeah it. they gave you that to let you know because there is like, parts in the gnostic mass where the, even the people watching on the sides who aren't in it are expected to still do certain things you know certain poses and do certain things in the ritual they try to explain that and tell you like how to do it so like when the time comes you're not like what the fuck is going on they let you know ahead of time and then they go inside the room and then I hear them doing uh, it's probably the lesser banishing of the ritual, lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram, basically clear, clearing the temple of all the energies. Then they bring you in. They start it up. They do it all. And then at, at one point, I guess I, it didn't click in my mind. YouTube, you know, you can't show so much on YouTube. So maybe the Gnostic Mass I watched on there wasn't completely correct, which it wasn't. Um, if you go on. I think it might be Vimeo and look up uh, David Shoemaker's Gnostic Mass. You will see that just like it's done inside the lodge. Um, but at some point, you know, there's a priest, a priestess, a deacon, and then there's two, they, which is weird. They call them children. Should make you wonder itself. Two children playing uh, in, in, the, in the Gnostic Mass. At one point, the priest puts the priestess up on the fucking altar. Blah, blah, blah. Says all this shit. Close the curtains, which to me is the veil. He closes the curtains and then eventually goes back to it, opens them up. And now this chick is sitting up there, butt ass naked. And I was like, well, when I watched YouTube, this chick was dressed. So like, I already, <laughs> oh, I was like, all right, this is a surprise. And I'm like, this is a little fucking weird. And to be totally honest with you, unfortunately, I don't even want to be weird. I don't even want to stare at her naked because she's not somebody I would want to look at naked. So, so just the whole situation was even weird. I couldn't even have been a creep and been like, oh, free titties to look at, you know? So, so I'm just sitting there like, okay, if this gets any weirder, I'm going to leave. And like, I'm thinking I got like, you know, in my head, all these things going on. I'm like, is this going to turn into eyes wide shut? And I'm looking around. And That's well, what I was thinking. <laughs> for one thing, I'm married, so I really wasn't worried. And I'm like looking around and I'm like, there's nobody here. I don't even want to stick it in anyway. So like, <laughs> like this, this, this is not appealing <laughs> you know, if this turns into that. Um, that was it. It didn't get any weirder. She stayed naked. It was a uh, or at least topless. So they kind of it's hard to explain. But yeah, she stayed up there. Um you know, and then it, it finished eventually. Um, you do go up at the end. They even have like their own thing where you take a shot of wine and then you eat it. Well, you eat a cake of light first. You take a shot of wine and then you cross your arms like this in front of uh, in front of the altar. You will have the priest, the priestess and the two child standing on the side. You'll cross your arms and you say there is no part of me that is not of the gods. And then you go circle around and go back to where you're sitting. So I was like, all right, that was a little weird. It's a little different than what I saw on TV. But uh, <laughs> some of the people seemed actually pretty cool or very nice or they're welcoming. Um, and I was like, fucking, I mean, I, you know, whatever. I, obviously, I, I went back, <laughs> you know, for years. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was like my my first experience going there. So even that was like kind of like a little weird at first, even with the whole way of getting in and then being slapped in the face with nudity when I wasn't expecting it. You know, and I'm not vanilla either. I'm not a fucking prude. I was just like, I'm in a building that I don't know any of these people. And this is a secret society, magic, 
people get naked. What the fuck's happening next? But and you had seen eyes wide shut. It sounds like at that yeah, point. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, what the fuck? And and I think uh, honestly, and and you know, I, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I do think it's possible they may even have handlers there in a sense. Oh yeah, I'm going to be totally honest with you. Or or people, they may not be handlers for a three letter agency, but they might kind of be handlers or influencers for the the OTO or the lodge itself. Um, the chick, and I wasn't thinking like, oh, this chick's got the hots for me. The chick who was the priestess that I was already uncomfortable about that I had to look at naked was very nice and did kind of like explain like certain things coming up. Like, oh, we got a candle magic class coming up in a few weeks. I highly suggest that it's a basic thing, you know, easy magic to learn. So like the person who made me uncomfortable started making me comfortable you know what I'm saying? So like, I was like, oh, all right, I'll, I'll come back. I'll check it out. Cause I was kind of teetering. Like, I don't know if I really want to, you know, whatever. So years later, still there, but uh, that's how eventually I found it and joined it. And, and I'll be honest, even I even think the first time I went, if it wasn't the first time, at least the second or third time when I wasn't so much of just in shock of what might happen and actually paying attention to the people around me, I already knew very quick this is not going to be somewhere that I'm going to make a career out of because honestly, and not to make myself sound better, 90% of the motherfuckers in here I would not hang out with. You know what I'm saying? We have nothing in common. You know what I'm saying? We're just two different people. I was never really into politics then. I was much more down the middle of the road. Never thought any president was better than the other one. I just always figured they're fucking us in the ass. Uh, but them there, even right away, I didn't know it was called like socialism, communism or a libtard. I wasn't, <laughs> you know, but I realize now that that's who a lot of those people were. And I was just like, I, yeah, I can't make this a, a home. So, so I heard knew going in that it wasn't going to be a long lasting thing. And, and then eventually, and then I'll let you ask whatever you wanted to ask. Eventually, as you start going up in certain degrees, they'll let you know bare minimum requirements for other ones. And I had heard ones that I already knew was a hard no. So even then I was like, well, my time is just, you know, it's very limited now. So I just knew I wasn't going to stay around. And I guess where was the what's the transition period between like you going to like a Sunday service as a as a kind of a metaphor and then actually kind of taking a step in closer into the actual initiations or trying to then go in not so much as a spectator as you were maybe the first couple of times. Mm-hmm. Where was that? What was that transition like? And, and kind of how did that go? Oh. <sighs> Well, you know, I probably should have mentioned earlier at some point I, I have gone through before I even made it to ceremonial magic. I have gone from Christianity, born again, Christian to atheist, agnostic, you know, or spiritual uh, believing in God, but not like slapping names on it and all that stuff. So like even where I was at at that point, um, I mean, it was still kind of like like you said, kind of a big step or a difference, but. In my opinion, I even then, well, you know, I had questioned even the Catholic Church to begin with prior to even getting in there. But what I, when I was there uh, after a few of those masses that I went to, uh, I really, I, I did start, in my opinion, start to think this is very much like 
religions or how the Catholic Church does their stuff. It just has different aesthetics. And Crowley, I eventually started thinking that and kind of looking into stuff. And Crowley even states himself, a lot of the stuff that from that mass is uh, Christian or Russian Orthodox uh, influenced. Yeah, you use the word Gnostic. And I mean, that's like a kind of a, a, it is Christianity at its, at its heart, even though real Christians call it uh, blasphemous. No, I'm very happy you said that because I have mentioned that time and time again, even to people who are Catholic or Christians. I was like, I hate to tell you, but Gnosticism really, in my opinion, is tying Christianity. It's like using Christianity's look to tie in occultism or occult archetypes. Like there, there is a connection. I hate to say it. When I, I, my opinion, Gnosticism has roots in Catholicism, you know, or to me, it could really be the hidden science behind Catholicism, you know, in a sense. But yeah, that was another thing, too. Like, even with the Gnostic stuff, I was like, yeah, I could see how there is a tie to uh, that stuff. So I guess that kind of made it easier for me to make a transition because I could look at it and equate it to something else that I've already been exposed to and didn't find weird. It's just that now the people on the outfits are just weird, but the same things are going on. You know, yeah, you mentioned I, uh, uh, eating a, a what of something of light and then drinking wine. Yeah, at the end you do, uh, yeah, just like church, you fucking go up and do communion, you know, whatever. You eat the wafer, you drink the wine. It's just the same thing they, they did it there. So, like, even that, like, to me, was very like church style. So I was, I guess, like I was able somewhere in my mind that I was able to equate it to other things. And I was like, okay, this is maybe that bad. There is structure to it. It makes sense. It's just not, it's not a reason just to be like, oh, here's some fucking titties and hips. You know? (laughs) Just a bonus. Yeah, yeah, well, I will add the way the women sit up on the altar. It's not like spread eagle too. So the only thing you're really seeing is hips and tits. They're not out there like, oh yeah, check out my box. You know, (laughs) not to that extent. Yeah, so you mentioned uh, communism, socialism kind of leanings and the majority of the people there. What do you know about the OTO within the uh, world of Hollywood? Because it seems to be pretty prominent there if oh, you if you dig. I think, uh, and it's not because, I mean, I was I was a member of the OTO. It's, I'm not like trying to boast or like, oh, yeah, fucking OTO, blah, blah, blah. Well, I think when it comes to, unfortunately, when it comes to like movies and music, like that, you know, visual media with that stuff, I think Thelema's got like that shit on fucking lock or, or at least Gnosticism too, which again, Crowley was into Gnosticism. But I do think that stuff is highly prevalent in uh, for symbolism in music and movies. So I, I think that means something. There's something behind that. I could even see people being interested in occultism and an occult knowledge and being into that stuff. But then, you know, Crowley, the reason why I think Crowley was very big and became very famous is because he was able to take a lot of those ideas from the past, add to them, but then create his own pantheon and his own characters and his own scenery to tell his story. So he was like the Cobain of occultism. He just kinda... kind of, yeah. Or I mean, I don't want people to take this the wrong way. I still have respect for the guy. I would love to have him on my show for real. But David Icke, in my opinion, perfect example of Aleister Crowley. He's saying Gnostic 
Kabbalistic occult ideas, creating different characters, structures, ways to look at it, and then putting it out instead of just coming out and saying the fucking, you know, real shit. Like, you know, reptilians, they're best jumpers, they're magicians, they're people who can go to spirit and come back in the flesh. But you want to make people think that there's actually motherfuckers out there underneath their skin. It's like the show V. We got reptiles with human skin walking around. But they do shapeshift. Yeah, you're right. Their spirit leaves their fucking flesh suit. But they're not reptiles. Just fucking come out and say, David. <laughs> but no, yeah. no, like Crowley, you de- you coded it in your own little fucking story. And it caught on real good for Crowley and the people who understood it sort. And it was like, this is great. And I think that's how he really got big. Besides the fact of him actually really like taking it. I, I don't think I don't think anything would have stopped that guy from trying to go farther with magic. Even if it was like, this could possibly fuck me up. I think either he would do it himself or he'll find somebody to push that way and see what, what happens. Like open up a portal, you're saying, or something like that? Oh, or yeah, like that or sucking, you know. If you can, in my opinion, magic is actually the removal of the spirit from the body. You're leaving your body and you're going into the spirit world. Um, I do believe there is a chance of when that happens, you could possibly stick something else inside there. And now you're, you know, who knows what happens. Um, So, uh, yeah, I could see him like being okay with doing that to someone else, but not him. You know? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, every movie where there's Matt magicians, they're always kind of, you know, battling each other. Seems like there's, and again, Hollywood influence. Uh, have you ever seen the movie The Prestige? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's one of my favorite I movies. Wondered, like, is that like based, you know, based off of um, like Crowley and Mathers? You know, the yeah. Guy from the OT on the Golden Door and supposedly walking down the same street, fucking, you know, blah, 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 you know, shooting fucking magic spells at each other. I don't know how truthful that is. You know, but, you know, there was supposedly a, you know, a, a WWF, uh, you know, good guy and bad guy thing going on with them. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, that supposedly happened, too. So I even wondered, like, was that movie kind of getting at that in a sense? I mean, Christopher Nolan is in, in a way he's kind of like fashioned himself as the modern Kubrick. So I could see it in a lot of his movies, like Inception, even where they leave their vessel kind of wide open. And when they're in the little dream world. So, yeah. I mean, he's, and then he, yeah, he kind of, I never watched that new time travel one more than once. It just confused the fuck out of me. Tenet. Oh, but I'm a huge fan of all the rest of his movies. And I don't know, the Batman ones kind of stick out as their own thing, but everything else is just like, he's into something. Oh, and I think he's from Europe. So I don't think he was within the Hollywood system per se until he got huge. I will even say, I think a lot of reasons why some people get huge in Hollywood is because when they start doing uh, cult, start like trying to, a lot of things I think are archetypes, you know, it's just like, same thing as like, you know, a a painting, you can have all this shit going on and it's all really just to explain one idea, one thought. But the thing is, is like, all right, if, if magic really is separating your soul and going into the spirit world, when you come back, at least with English, because that's all I speak and barely speak it right. <laughs> uh, I, I can't express to the fullest extent what I just experienced. But if I want to put all these fucking different things in a picture, someone who's had that experience would be like, oh, well, I understand it because all this shit together makes sense to me from experience I had. 
I think when people start putting that in movies and people in the know that are famous see that shit, they're like, oh, wow, they did that fucking great. Then you start getting awards and you become someone. I think a lot of I think a lot of Hollywood shit is like that. Yeah. Could Hollywood itself just be one huge secret society? And there's some in the know and there's some that kind of just are the minions at the bottom, like Tim Allen. (laughs) I'll tell you. uh, And it's, you know, whatever. I had bought a uh, I don't use it anymore. Actually, I still have it. I should have fucking another thing I should have brought over here. I could have used it as an example. Hollywood. At one point, I uh, you have you do use wands. It's not just Harry Potter. The people can use wands, and I did have uh, two different ones. Well, actually, three. Um, one of them was from one of them was Hollywood, and it has to be cut specifically, supposedly, the day of Wednesday, an hour of Mercury. It's got to be one swoop, but like you do make wands from the holly tree. There's something behind that. And Wednesday is from magic. So now you're telling me the holly tree is supposed to be, you know, the wand is supposed to be cut on a Wednesday on the hour of Mercury, which goes along with magic again. All those things, you know, associated with the holly tree, you just have to wonder, like, is Hollywood just magic anyway? Yeah, and there's some weird shit within Hollywood, Florida as well. That's kind of its own little, like... Vortex think about, almost. Think about this. What time is it? What time is it for you guys right now? Seven fifty-seven. All right, I'm ten fifty-seven. Uh, think about if we were to go back fifty years, and someone said you're going to be able to talk to somebody through the past, and you can talk to somebody <laughs> in a completely mm-hmm. different area of the world, they would tell you that's fucking magic. You know, and and it's being done. You know, when somebody goes to watch this episode, which will be in the past because it was pre-recorded, you will have people on their phone or their computer, a black screen or a black mirror watching it. My opinion, I can say all of this shit that we're doing right now is magic. Yeah, technology is magic. It has has to be. We use quartz crystals on the computers. You can boil magic down to magnetism and electricity, in my opinion. Yeah, because none of this shit works without both those things. Yeah. And like he just said, having certain crystals, like especially within your your phones, your computers. Yes, you're totally right with the crystal things, too, I think. Extremely. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, I ended up staying there. I became, I eventually took Minerva, which is a... uh, it's like an honored guest. It's like if you take Minerva, you're not a uh, you're not a member, but you can start going to closed meeting because they will have meetings that are open to the public. And I mean, technically, even they had things on like meetup, I mean, a bunch of different places. They do post stuff for their activities. So, I mean, you will get people who are not members that will just contact or if they've been there a few times, they'll just check the, the, uh, the calendar and if there's something going on, you just know to show up and you know to stand across the street and you go in and, uh, you know, you give this suggested donation, of course, too, you know, for the for wherever you're going to. Um, you pay that. Fuck, I forgot where I was going with, with this. Oh, so I took Minerva and then eventually Minerva allows you now to go to classes that are closed to where you can't just show up and you have to be a member. Um, so I thought like, all right, that'd be cool. I was able to go to like certain classes that I still don't understand why it was closed. Uh, 
but whatever. Um, you know, I was able to go to more classes. And then eventually uh, I took my first degree and became a, uh, you know, a full member. But uh, during that time, especially, I mean, certain things started to not make sense to me to begin with. Just, I hate to say it, just from the initiations. You know, uh, th there's times like, and this is the thing that sucks about these initiations. And I think most humans, regardless of what it was, if you're in that type of situation, um, I'm worried about what's about to come. I'm trying to comprehend what the fuck did I just do? What, what just happened now? You kind of, it's kind of hard for a person to really look at the whole temple setup and to actually really be in the moment. Because if, if you're going in there, not knowing what's going to happen, you're always worried about what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's even when you do these things, I don't even think most people even really understand what's coming out of the mouth, why you're repeating what they want you to repeat. And the things around you that could show you why you're saying what you're saying. But um, so there started to become certain things, even with the initiations. I'm like, you know, you, you, you've hit you've hit home on a few things. You've repeated that idea a few times. And eventually I just started thinking, I think something is fucking up with this shit. Um, and then eventually, like I said, uh, I, I think by the time. I, well, every time you take an initiation, they try to, within a month or a few weeks, for the most part, somebody who did the initiation as well. There'll be multiple people involved in the initiation. It's basically a play going on. One of those people, because it would make sense since they did the initiation, but if they can't get them, they'll get somebody else who's done an initiation. They only get somebody who did it to then give like an hour or two class on like some of the most basic things of what you should have gotten out of that. They still ain't telling you any of the fucking secrets, in my opinion. Uh, luckily, the guy that we did have for the Minerva, and I, I'm glad he did say this because going back now, I get what he was getting at. He even said some people even say that in the Minerva rich uh, initiation, which is for people just to become a guest, the lodge or the temple room is actually set up to show you everything. You just may not understand it at that point. Mm. And that hit me and I try and I remembered that. And then, like, as I said, as I started going through other initiations, I'm like, this is starting to make sense. Uh, in the second degree, they had a class after the fact, after I got done taking that. And that is when they started reading off certain things that will be expected of you or things that you have to have like set up in order to move farther. And I don't remember if it was, I get confused, could have been a sixth, seventh or eighth, one of those degrees. And then I, I'm like listening to this. I'm like, wow, this just turned into a cult. One of those, you are signing over your shit to the OTO. So I was like, oh, well, I'm, I, I'm I, you know, I'm done. Thank you very much. Enjoyed my time. But this is a cult now. <laughs> I ain't giving you shit. I don't so like it. Motherfucker. It was just a real casually. They try to just like sneak it by you. Or. Uh, and you know what? The crazy thing is, is that I'm sitting there and there was a decent amount of people there because like, if you've taken the second degree before you could go to another one a year later, if you want to go and, and sit on, because you might be hearing somebody else's opinion about, 
the initiation, you might want to go hear that person. So there's other people there that weren't even in the initiation when I took it. It wasn't the group of people. There's extra people there. And I'm like looking around. I'm like, wow, I, I don't seem to see anybody's like jaw drop or seem to react to this. And I'm like, uh, to me, this is fucked up. I'm like, isn't this what cults ask you to do? So I'm just like, okay, well, I guess I'll just sit here and act like everybody else and just be like, oh, yeah, that sounds okay. Uh, but I was just like, yo, that is fucked up. And uh, I also did start noticing, this is for the females, after uh, you can petition to go up, uh, you can ask to go up in degrees, up until uh, the fourth degree is the last one you can ask to do. Uh, from a nerval, I think you have to be going. And when you go, you sign a little book as you throw your fucking five or ten bucks in their donation box. You write down the date and the time that you went so they could go back and actually check. You know, NY has been coming for eight months now. He's eligible for fucking you know, Minerval. Um, you're going to got to wait a certain amount of time between the Verton and Minerval, first degree, second degree, third degree, all those things. You have to wait a certain amount of time. And uh, I started noticing just on females, though. Like I said, you can only petition to go up to the fourth degree. After that, you have to be, you know, handpicked or tapped on the shoulder to move up. Well, there's 12 fucking degrees. Now, if the fourth one, you're technically considered a perfected magician. So the fourth, I've already been declared a magician in your eyes, which I'm going to hate to say probably 95% of those people aren't. They're just, you know, buying the bullshit and think it's cool. Uh, yeah, but after that, you cannot ask. You have to be tapped on the shoulder. You know, you have to be asked to move up. And like I said, you're already a perfected magician at that point. Do you want to tell me what the other fucking degrees are about then? Because I've already been established as a magician. And now I have to be asked to move up. My opinion, that's all depends. Do you fit the agenda of what they have going up? Um, and also on the women. I, so I haven't seen it on men. And I guess maybe because of the reasons I've seen it on women is one, if they've done priestess, they're topless and two, you know, women, depending on what they're wearing or if they're trying to just show it off for attention, you're going to see cleavage, you know, on women. So you'll see this spot open easier on women than men. Uh, you will for the fifth degree. It's like some fucking Nixium type shit here. You're going to be burning or like, you're going to have a mark of the fucking Rosicrucian cross on your chest. Really? They brand you. And I was like, yo, I was like, this is like. Not and that's just the women? Like, well, like I said, it could be the men. But as far as I know, I've only noticed women. And that's because like even even if they could be doing like a fucking seventh degree initiation, it'll be on the calendar. But I can't go because I'm that seventh degree. But they'll let you know what's going on. There was a fifth degree initiation not too long prior to that. And the chick that I knew that was may or may not, I don't know at that time was the lodge master at the time, or she might have not have been it because why I was going a lodge master switch did happen. Uh, and again, female to female, which I think seems to make sense too, if we get into it down the road. Um, she took the fifth and I have seen her countless times naked as a priestess prior to that. And now after the fifth degree, you got a fucking looked like a carved or burnt cross in your chest. Well, when did that happen? <laughs> you know, 
obviously after the fifth degree, you know? So, uh, like I said, I, I only can speak of women cause I've never had a dude be like, Oh, yo, check this out, you know, but I have seen it on, on women for sure. And that, that was even if, even if it didn't apply to men, that was a hard no for me anyway. You may not be branding me, but you're branding somebody else. And and I honestly think, too, part of maybe even re- the reasons why they kind of ask you to go up. And I think this is the same thing for the Masons, depending on what inner order you're going to. Because in the Masons, there's inner orders of the Masons. And then there's inner orders that you can only be asked to join. You can't ask to join it. Um, I do think. There's two things going on as you move up in those initiations. You're either a guinea pig or you're going to be the person that's helping enforce the agenda of the OTO. I would just still see, even though the women have to get it done and not the men, that is just a thing that is being done to see how far are they willing to go to be accepted, how far are they willing to go to put a badge on their chest for their ego and say, oh, yeah, I'm at the fifth. You know, that's even a whole other thing in itself, really. You know, if you're into magic and all that stuff, you you should realize if you're doing the right thing and trying to actually have a relationship or a conversation with God, you should realize all that stuff is all ego based and just makes me feel good. I get the initiations. Maybe if you're trying to show somebody something or show them like where you're going in your path. But like, really, when you want to start throwing like, oh, I'm at this degree and I can do things because I'm at this degree. Really, in my opinion, that's just to feed your fucking ego. So it's a double edged sword because you need to destroy your ego in order to have a magical experience. So like, it just doesn't make sense to me when you really start looking at like everything going on. So when you're in uh, the lodge, can you is there any outward appearance that you can tell somebody's rank? Is there like, are they wearing some badges outside of the chest? Is there anything else? There is in ways. Uh, That was one thing too, that I actually thought was, was a little weird. Um, I mean, when when you get there, it is very much cult like in the sense of, uh, I hate to use it and I do even question it, but I do hate to use it all the time, but like very alcoholics anonymous, like, where they well, have, and you even said that one had the AA. Yeah, I, I honestly, and there's there is there is some theories and almost proof out there that unfortunately Crowley might have actually wrote that book, but I don't want to go, go into all Bill that. Wilson is a fraud. Well, Bill Wilson and uh Dr. Bob were into channeling and seances. People don't people seem to forget that real quick. You know, they, they didn't even Bill. Had to, Want to incorporate LSD? Into yes. Initially. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, whatever. That's a whole. That's a whole <laughs> other rabbit hole. But, uh, um, I mean, and I have even said before, if you take some of the steps from AA and actually incorporate that into your life, I think that's considered shadow work. And you, if you were a magician, that would actually help you have magical experiences. Some of them. But uh, what I was getting into, uh, getting back to, so th- there's certain people there that you can just tell by all the phrases they spit. Well. Some newbies come in like that, just, I guess, to fit in. But a lot of them will have the lingo, the, uh, as soon as you walk in, 93, 93, or would you like to come in the lodge if that is your will? You know, stupid shit like that, just to, like, suck Crowley's ball sack. You know, they, they, they just keep, you know, so you could tell there was, there was people there 
that have been there for a while. You could tell just how everybody gravitated towards them that, you know, they must be some fucking guru of the lodge, you know, again, putting people up on pedestals when we're not supposed to even Crowley himself has even said in his book, I think his books twice, I'm not the dude, don't put me up on a pedestal. And they all do. Um, so you could kind of get an idea but the weird thing is, is that like that was something that they also didn't want people being like open about. Like, you know, you know, it's not a thing to brag. And, and the, the weird one of the excuses I was even told, we don't want people looking up to other people as being better than or, you know, putting them up on pedestals. And I'm like, but that's all you fucking do here with Crowley and some of the other people. here. But I was like, all right, if that's your excuse. Um, once you become even just doing Minerval, that would allow you to go to closed meetings. Now, some closed meetings will specify you have to wear your robe or you have to come at least in all black. Like for the Gnostic Mass, if I went to a closed Gnostic Mass, I would be expected to be wearing a robe or I would wear like a black T-shirt and black jeans or black sweatpants, a black hoodie, something. I'd come in black. Um, if you have a robe, which you're... If you don't have one for practicing at home in the OTO, you're going to have to get one at least for the initiations because you're going to get, get some cool Boy Scout patches to put on there. Okay. And, and <laughs> as you go along, too. So uh, It's like having you, to like, have a letterman's jacket if you're going to play high school <laughs> football. <laughs> makes you wonder what that, too. Uh, <laughs> they do have the shrine game. I played in the shrine game in my high school football. So there's some weird connections there with the secret society that I never have really looked mm. into, but it's there. And, and, and a lot of times, like you'll also see what uh, an A or a C being thrown in their jerseys, captain or assistant captain. I mean, the C, in my opinion, is the cup for the whore, Scarlet Whore. And the, and the A is the pyramid in the all seeing eye. But I don't know if it's used for that reason, but those letters can be used for that. But what I was getting at is that uh, during uh, even initiations, you can do an initiation like when I did my Minerval. Anybody who's done Minerval first, second, third, fourth, whatever degree, you can come and witness somebody doing that initiation. I, I can't be a first degree and go watch somebody do the third, obviously, because then I know what happens in the third. But I can keep going to every first degree and Minerval degree that's ever done since I've taken it. I can go and watch. So even when people came to mine, my Minerva, they were dressed in their robes. I quickly noticed there's patches that some people have and some people don't. And the more you have, obviously, the longer you've been there. And when I started getting some because of taking degrees, then I was able to realize who's above me because they have the patches that I haven't gotten yet. So that is a way of being able to tell who's up higher. But and by what positions or things they may be doing in like the Gnostic mass, hmm. you know, uh, a, a child or they call them children. Are they, are they children? Well, no, no, actually. And I'll, and I'll get into that real, real quick. I, I, I do question, you know, the whole thing, but uh, as you get into the OTO, if you become a member, the, you're going to expect you, I mean, I guess a member of anywhere, they kind of expect you to at least be involved in something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe do a class every once in a while. Uh, maybe maybe try to like show up at meet. I mean, they'll even do meetups every once in a while where it's like they'll advertise that like, oh, if you want to learn about the OTO, we'll be at so-and-so bar from this time to that time. Come meet up with us and we could talk about the Lehman and see if you're interested. 
you know, do shit like that. Classes, Gnostic mass, maybe rituals, you know, stuff like that. They're going to want you to start getting involved in that shit. And since, believe it, you know, again, I'm going to go back. I'm not a prude. I'm not vanilla. I, I don't abstain from sex. That's not me. Um, but I, honestly, again, even though I was there for years, for some reason, the, when it came that time where the chick got naked in the Gnostic mass, I still was never... 100% comfortable with it. It was always just like a weird thing. And it's like, like I even said before, I can't even be like a dude and be like, oh, tits, let me stare at him. Like, is she going to notice I'm staring at her tits? You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're kind of like stuck in just an awkward position. And then you're like, I wish I wasn't looking at her naked. You know what I'm saying? So like, and it just was uncomfortable. So as a child, you have no lines whatsoever. So I was like, oh, sign me up. I don't even got to talk. Basically, uh, you will have in the temple and the stuff that's going on, you will have two different altars. You will have one salt and water and then another one that is, uh, you know, incense, a charcoal and incense, of, you know, fire and air. Um, there's a point where the priestess comes out of like kind of like a, a tomb or a doorway. The children are on the side of him. And then uh, as the priestess goes around and does stuff, we follow her. The one person on one side, when it comes time for her to do the water and the salt as she's talking to the priestess, the child that's in charge of the water and the salt will bring her the water and the salt, and then she'll give it back to them uh, or put it down on the altar. Then the guy who does the fire and the incense, when she gets up to the other altar, I hand her the fire and the incense. Then when she gets up to the altar with the priest, we both stand on the side. We wait for the priest to use the same shit. And but the whole time we're doing that, then our backs are turned. So now technically, when they open up those things and the priestess is standing there butt naked, my back is towards her. So I said, this is a win win. I ignore the fucking weirdness and I do a part of the Gnostic mass and I've done, you know, some I gave back. And you don't have to say anything. No. So this works for me. It keeps reminding me the way you describe these things of Catholicism and they actually do use real children. So like, you know, the priest has the kids that just carry a shit for him and all sorts of weird stuff. I mean, it just seems like, and I always thought that about Catholicism, that it is very much a cultish more than other religions. Oh, my, my wife, had even said it, my, my wife had even said it at one point when I was practicing, cause I was, you know, I was doing stuff every day, even if it was just like a banishing and just a cleansing of my aura or myself. I still did something every day. And as I started building things or switching out things and bringing different things into my altar, I did actually start buying a lot of stuff that really looks like it belonged in a Catholic church, but it's still used in magic. And my wife even had mentioned at one point, she says, you know, with your setup, and from kind of some of the stuff that she might have basically seen me do, she's really never watched any of my stuff. She's like, I have to be honest. It's, it doesn't look much different than a fucking Catholic church. She's like, what is this? The body of Christ you're doing up there? You know, joking around. And stuff. <laughs> no, because, because I had still would even, I had wine and I had those church wafers. Instead of the cakes of light, when I invoked God or spoke to God and asked God to come into me and to help change the things that I wanted to change. That was the body of God to me in a tangible sense. And then when I drank the wine, that was the blood and the energy of him. You know what I'm saying? So it's all still shit that's used in, in magic. It's just 
you know, Catholicism looks really nice. And, and unfortunately, if you even want to buy their shit, it's way overpriced because it's church related, you know, but I could go to a botanical uh, and, 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 you know, somewhere else and get the same thing for fucking uh, 10% of the price. You know what I'm saying? But if you want to order it from a church, you know, or a church company, now it's, you know, $300 for something I could buy for fucking 40. And those assholes don't even pay taxes. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's another thing, too. The OTOs consider religious thing. They do get tax, you know, cut off, you know, write offs. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They may not have the, uh, you may not have what's that big one? Ex- exemption, like religious. Yeah, there's, there's a few. There's like two or three different ones. There's like one big one that really like fucking. That's you know, the good ones you really get. And then there's like another one. I I think they do have. Uh, they have the other one. So they're and, not not quite Scientology. But oh almost. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, even if you uh, there's a site called GuideStar, and if you go on there, yeah, unfortunately, I think you have to make it an account, but it costs nothing. If you go on GuideStar, you can type in the name of any company and see if they actually have a GuideStar. Mm. We'll show you because you have to. I think it's public knowledge. If you have any of those things, you have to show it, and then you have to even show what your uh, your money is. I mean, you uh, could type in the OTO, you could type in uh, the Masons, you could type in probably any secret society name. Something's going to pop up because all of them latch on to that for tax reasons, because it's technically religious. Yes, I mean, that's in every fucking Mason Lodge, I'm sure has probably got that shit. Same thing with the OTO. In the while you were like going up in rank and while you were going, uh, you know, doing these uh, different events that were going on, were you practicing kind of their magic were you still exploring other types of magic like where was your lens outside of when you weren't in the meetings when you were at home what were you studying it's actually a really good question and it's uh it wasn't really until the end of um and the reason that's a good question is because i can explain a few things with that with the answer um i wasn't like again like i said i wasn't huge into crawling Crowley does have his actual own rituals, but I think for the most part, the public thinks that like the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram, the the hexagram rituals, all those rituals that we know about. Oh, oh, Crowley made all those. No, he didn't. Crowley took shit that the Golden Dawn did that he was in and then left and then published it. All he did, he literally, if you think about it, and this is if the story's true, which I find it funny because I, even though I had asked to leave the OTO and filled out all the paperwork so I could legally leave, they eventually found out that I was talking about initiations and they fucking sent me a letter telling me that I've been banned. So you're banning me. It's like some- your boss saying, you're, you don't quit, you're fired. Yeah, but, but, but you're banning me for doing the same thing your Lord and Savior did to the Golden Dawn. Think about that. You can't repeat any of this shit, but yet Alistair Crowley, who started the OTO, published all the Golden Dawn's rituals. But what I was getting at is that a lot of lot of the rituals that you know, Arnoki and Tablet, this dude, Crowley did not make any of that shit up. He made up a few fucking rituals and he came up with like, you know, the whole book of the law pantheon. That's what he did. Um, throughout my time in the Golden Dawn, you know, the Golden Dawn, the OTO. 
they still would use it, you know, almost, almost, you know, it's still like a regular formula that you were going to use. You could use Crowley's. He has his own rituals that deal with earthly energies and then his own rituals that, well, I don't know. I still question if it's even earthly energies. It's more of like with planetary energies and stuff like that. He has his own that he has written and structured himself, but everything else you have Leva Resh, the Star Ruby, Regulai, maybe one other one. Every fucking thing else came from the Golden Dawn or somewhere else. So even when I was there, I was basically practicing Golden Dawn shit in the OTO. And at the end, the very end, I actually started getting into Crowley's actual own rituals. But I'll honestly say the whole time I was there, and then this is another thing. Every time you move up at initiation or something, they give you a list of suggested books to read. Every fucking one of them is Crowley's. You mean to tell me there's not one motherfucker that has anything decent to list to read? I honestly didn't. I read some of his stuff, especially shit that was specific to his like his rituals and shit. But sure, I read Magic and Theory and Practice and a couple of other books that he did. I you know I thought that they were still definitely worthy of reading. But honestly, I still based a lot of my stuff off of shit that was really from the Golden Dawn. Really think about it. So uh, my practicing wasn't very much probably the typical OTO practicer. Uh, I never once got into the Goetia, which is all working with demons in a sense. Never got involved with that. That's another big thing because it's edgy. I guess a good goth look to it. So in the OTO, as my time went on, I, I really wasn't even like, so much big into their stuff. I was still kind of practicing things that came from another source. Um, for the most part, though, when I did do magic, uh, and my ideas of magic changed, so my practice changed. But when I went into magic, it was never like the whole thing of like, oh, I'm going to use this to become rich and famous and blah, blah, blah. Um, it really was more about changing who I was on the inside. So, like, even when I did a lot of magic, if I invoked something or called something, it was really, like, I was looking for the aspect of that energy that I think is good, that I'm lacking, or that I need to make up for something else that's causing a problem. You know, uh, again, I've been Aries. I could be very Mars-like. Well, maybe I need a little bit of Venus to balance that out. A little bit more of love and compassion instead of just being a hard-headed you know, fucking triggered or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Aries can be very, oh, what the fuck. So I, I needed a little bit of something to balance out. It was never like really um, to do shit to people or, you know, gain in monetarily. I mean, I have done, you know, stupid little spells for work, but, uh, you know, it was nothing ever like, and, and, and it's still, even with that, it was like, you know, give me the ability to make that happen. Just don't make you know, somebody else get fucked up and somehow I got money. Like it was never that way. But uh, throughout the, the my time in the OTO, it, it really wasn't so much like you may not have known I was in the OTO if you actually looked at my altar and I set up, but it's that way you might have just thought I was into ceremonial magic. You know, I don't know <laughs> if that answers your question, but uh, throughout it, I am my, my ideas did change too, to where I started to really think it was much more psychological and magic really. Um, it was more of knowing who you are and contacting God instead of actually this reality, you know? So if you were seeking fame and riches through the OTO, 
you probably would have been very easily one to step up in the ranks. It sounds like you were a little bit more observant than your average attendee of these uh, oh, initiations. So like, sure. and maybe you're a little too smart for them. I don't know. Yeah. It kind of sounds like that could be. Well, I mean, this even goes back and it was like, even something I was talking to, like I spoke to like a few of my boys and they're like, ah, I think that might be a grasp. But like I had said, there was something that was repeated it. I think every fucking initiation I took. And the last time I took it, I was like, I think you're trying to tell me something. Um, and Minerval, I think at the end, they kind of stress on it. Might even repeat it. or might make you repeat something yourself, too. They say at the end, trust no one except for yourself. Hmm. Next initiation. Trust no one. You know, uh, things are not as they seem. They'll tell you that. Second initiation. And not get into it too much. I don't want you guys get a fucking because I've actually put out the initiations and I've had a DMCA slap sent sent to me, and I literally had to legally take it down. In in the the second initiation, there will be a time where like or possibly could be possibly I've heard allegedly, yeah, allegedly <laughs> there might be something that looks like a tub or someone made a fucking jacuzzi, you know, whatever. There's something made like a tub. It's probably, probably a bunch of bags just layered and taped around some big things. So you can fill it up with water. But I have heard that there's times that you were told to ask to go over there and quench your thirst with the water that's in that thing. But the way that they tell you to do it, I'm visualizing. It's so funny. I'm visualizing in my head, like the way you're telling me to do it. And I'm like, yo, you're literally telling me to like, if I was a bird going to a bird bath, I'm supposed to drink out of it backwards. I'm like, I, I, I don't think a bird could even move its neck like that. So I'm like thinking, I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm supposed to do it. Like what? Now, I'm also going to be honest with you, me and a couple other people that did initiations, we already knew what was coming. Cause you can find probably about 70% of the initiations online. So I already knew what was coming anyway, but I was just like kind of playing and going with the motions. But I had realized I'm like, you know, the way you're even fucking asking me to do this, like I understand, like, you know, how, how this is even, you know, whatever. I knew what was coming, <laughs> but I, I'm looking at him. I'm like, say that again. I was like, excuse me. And they repeated it again about how I was supposed to. And I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, I, I know what's coming next, but I forgot the verbiage that they say to you before whatever happens next happens. And I'm like still thinking, I'm like, yo, this is humanly impossible for me to fucking do this. And I said, wait, you, I got to do what? <laughs> and they explained to me again. And I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, there's no fucking way I can bend over like this and, and dump into the fucking tub, you know, this tub. And, and I, I have to bring. Oh, I can't even bring the water from my hand to my mouth. I have to bring my head to my fucking mouth with water. So I just looked at him and I'm like, well, I, I know that the two people standing next to me are supposed to push me in. <laughs> so, like, I just kind of like laid on the fucking side of it, looked at everybody and just went. Eh. I just felt myself go in. So, I mean, I'm sure people were standing there like this motherfucker knew what was going to happen anyway. <laughs> and because when I got out, I even said the way you're asking me to do that is impossible. So I assumed you were just going to push me in. So I just threw myself in. So you had to get baptized, huh? Well, well, yeah. Um, the, prior to that, you actually go in the same thing without the water, and they actually 
they're fucking nailing a coffin close too. But so now the one after that, you are now pushed in the water and they're like, oh, if you wanted to quench your thirst, it's this little fucking rope on the side. That if you're to pull up the rope, there's like a bottle of like champagne or wine or something there. You could have just drank out of this, but not it is everything as it seems. You may not see everything and don't trust your fellow brothers and sisters. They just pushed you in the fucking water. Don't trust them. So I've had three or four initiations repeatedly tell me over and over again. Don't trust this place. Don't trust the people and don't trust your eyes. At that point, I was like, I think I could be wrong. I think they've told me enough times to where now if I keep going up, I am okay with this shit. They have done their job and told you multiple times. Like Mm -hmm. I think it's part of magic. We have told you and you ignored it. Didn't see what we meant. And you kept going along with it. Mm. And that was also another reason why I was just like, I don't even think I'll do another one because like, I feel like you're trying to tell me stuff. So that was even like a thing that I had picked up in the, in the rituals where I was like, you know, and I tried to explain to a few other people that, you know, there was some people I had done a lot of, or almost all my initiations with, we all went up at the same time. And I had said something to a few of them. I'm like, you're not catching that. Like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm like, all right, whatever. So, you know, that that had me very leery besides like the place itself. And then uh, the nail in, in the coffin, <laughs> for real. Um, eventually, I started having magical experiences on my own. I will say there was one time they they did a class on a soul talisman. And the girl did the, the whole thing, the whole ritual. If you were to charge the talisman and everything, not just how to make it. But did a talisman that time, maybe a few Gnostic masses. I felt like a uh, very weightless or a good feeling vibration walking on air. When that girl did do that one talisman and it wasn't a bad feeling again, you know, soul, it's the sun. It's not really a bad thing. I did feel kind of something. But besides that, never. Um, and they'll even say the magic is done at home. It's, it's really not at the lot. Uh, I started having my own magical experiences where I do think I was either at least astral traveling, tethering myself or just straight up crossing the abyss. And I was doing a lot of shadow work prior to that to make that happen. Uh, I started realizing a lot of the things or the handcuffs that I think a magician needs to remove from himself. The OTO glorifies. So I'm like, this just makes no sense. How are how are most of the members ever going to have these experiences if like, and again, I'm saying I'm not a prude, not vanilla. Sex is an easy, easy fucking way to put people in handcuffs. There's an easy line that you can cross, not even notice you're doing it. And now it controls you and it becomes a thing that you think you need in order to feel good. Like porn. There is a a line where you can cross that. And they are very over-sexualized. Crowley was known to be a bisexual. So now you got all these. And through the outdoor. (laughs) 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 That's like Led Zeppelin. Is that Led Zeppelin's last album? And, you know, fucking Jimmy Page was the next Crowley figure. kind of. Honestly, I think in through the outdoor. Yeah, that's 
that's occultism in itself. That's pretty much ex- talking about Janice, in my my opinion. But, mm. uh, fuck, where was I going? Uh, the sex and the handcuffs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, I, I just, I started realizing, like, it's just, like, a lot of things that in order for you to have magical experiences, you kind of need to let go, and, and they promote a lot of it. So, like, that was even starting to get to me, and I started having my own magical experiences, and I stopped going physically to the lodge. Probably had not gone for like six months, just had no reason to go anymore. Didn't feel comfortable, felt off. There was even one or two people I tried to explain some of my experiences to that were higher up. And I really felt like they gave me the most like boringest or like blew off the shit. And I honestly don't think like I think they understood. They just didn't want to tell me what it was. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong. You don't necessarily have to move up and actually know anything. That was even another thing with the OTO. There was a chick I knew that was in another lodge in another part of the state. She was at the third degree. All she knew how to do was a fucking prayer that you do four times a day. She did not know one ritual at all. But whenever the OTO has their Noticon, which is every two years, and it's this big thing that all the OTO members go to, her husband lets motherfuckers run trains on her. So now I understand how you got to where you got. That's a whole other thing, too. If you go to the Noticon and you're a Minerva of first degree and you get a tap on your shoulder and somebody asks, do you want to stop by my room tonight? That's an orgy. Sex, 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 sex. The OTO. It's the fucking biggest handcuffs you can use, I think, to make someone trapped to this world. Hmm. So I, I start noticing that. Uh, it just doesn't make sense with shadow work, with the stuff that they're trying to put in your face. And then, uh, like I said, I stopped going and uh, COVID came. Then eventually COVID came. Oh, so you were in there recently, man. I I, I, well, I, I, le- I left. I left. At, I left. But at, at, I was wondering how long it's been. So it's not that long ago. Yes, that I left. Yeah. yeah. So, so when did you uh, when did you meet Lux after that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so this is like the thing. This is like the real real thing. Well, I mean, I already knew I wasn't going back, but like, this was like, this was definitely the last nail in the coffin. And I just never associated with anybody ever again, except for like two or three people that I knew were looking to leave too. Because even the shit with COVID, there was a few of us that were like, yo, this is fucked up. That whole zoom meeting that they sent us was fucked up. There's something fucking wrong. Like that actually woke up a few of my friends. They send out this email through the OTO email now. It's not even like a lodge member or maybe the, the lodge master wants to set up a personal thing for, you know, group members of the OTO. No, this is like a thing done through the OTO. Um, we're going to have a group me- a group thing today so we could talk about George Floyd. Uh. And we could talk about, you know, how this has made us feel. Hmm. I was like, if you're a fucking goddamn magician, in all honesty, and not to sound like a piece of shit, unless that motherfucker was putting food on your table, fucking you or was a relative, his fucking death did not stop me from doing anything else. Didn't stop me from doing this podcast. Didn't stop me from eating dinner. Didn't stop me from screwing my wife. Didn't stop me from doing anything to get a shit. Him being fucking dead did not impede my will whatsoever. So like, in all honesty, why is a bunch of magicians need to come to a kumbaya group therapy about this. But I was like, yo, I, I got to honestly, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I was like, I got to check this out for the shit. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be fucking amazing reality TV right now. And, and when you go on Zoom, like, like, you know, I mean, when, when or at least when they went on Zoom, 
you just had to have your mic. You didn't even have your fucking, you don't have to put on your camera. So you just got to sit there and listen. So I, I could sit there and listen on mute and fucking be laughing my ass off, telling fucking so-and-so my wife, oh, you got to hear this dumb shit. You know, I just was just there to eavesdrop and listen. And uh, I was just like, yo, this has become group therapy. It ended up turning into like, you know, if anybody's uh, willing to share, we'll, we'll go around the, the room the virtual room. And if anybody's had any stories like this, that he would like to tell, maybe we could all share our fucking hurts and our feelings and our trauma together. Maybe we can share all that. And uh, we're going to hear from everybody else, how they've been victimized by racism, you know? And uh, so I listened to all that pathetic fucking shit. And I was like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, even thinking, I'm like, listen, like, I, I hate to say it, but like, I know who you are kind of to an extent you're fucking rich. Don't tell me racism has fucked you in a way because you're doing better than most of the white dudes in that fucking lunch. But whatever, you know, <laughs> uh, they started they started doing that. And then after they were done. Uh, again, even with the OTO, the doctors, teachers, lawyers, people involved in immigration, people involved with immigration rights, multiple lawyers, they, they go to these things. They dress like normal fucking people. You would have no idea. One of them who was higher up than me and that I made the mistake of putting on a pedestal when you shouldn't opened up his mouth and said to I thought was the most craziest shit. He said, we cannot let the government deem Antifa as domestic terrorists or our constitutional rights have gone out the window. And I'm a lawyer and I know the Constitution. That's my thing. If Antifa gets deemed fucking domestic terrorists, all our rights have gone down the fucking drain and the country's doomed. You know, basically that's what he was getting at. And I was just like, yo, what the fuck is coming out of this dude's mouth right now? And then going on about BLM and like, yo, it's, it, it's somewhere in the OTO shit where they say we have nothing to say about fucking anything except for the OTO. The only word thing we should have a, a, a voice on is magic and the OTO and that's it. So now we're worried about fucking George Floyd, Antifa, and BLM. We should not have an opinion on those fuckers at all. We should have an opinion on the OTO, which should be, this is none of our bullshit. You know? So I'm like, so now you're fucking going on about BLM, Antifa, and then, oh, maybe it would be a good idea. Would any of you here be interested in maybe protests? And we could start setting up spots and places we can meet up. And maybe we can make signs. Wow. And I was like, yo, besides the fact you have people in there that on their Facebook page have no problem putting communist or socialist under their fucking picture. You know, I already knew I was in there with a bunch of communists and socialists. But like now you're just fucking advertising and trying to get them out on the streets. And that was the last fucking time I have listened or anything with the OTO. That, that was it. It was it too. I was a Trump fan. I still find him entertaining now, but it's just my opinion. I, I, I just think both sides are dudes. We're getting Eiffel Towered. You got, you got one fucking us in the ass and the other one screwing us in the mouth. You know, <laughs> and they're high-fiving each other and in between. Like, yeah, some motherfuckers think we're actually going to help them. You know, that's all they're doing, in my my opinion. And uh, I, I think we both agree with that. Oh, okay, all right. I, I don't <laughs> know, and I, I try not to let politics, like, you know, ruin conversations like this, but... I, I just, you know, but at the time I was a Trump fan and I did buy into the QAnon for a little bit. 
And, and the funny thing is, is the reason why I stopped getting out of it is because as a ceremonial magician, I started really realizing how much occultism in the, is in there. I'm like, yo, if you're trying to show me Q posts using gematria, that's magic. There's occultism involved in this. So I was like, oh, I don't know what to trust now. So but I so I was involved in I was into that a little bit. It was to the point to where I was even posting shit because I'm friends with a fuck ton of people on my personal Facebook in the OTO. And I'm like, fuck, you know, eventually they might reach out to me. How come you haven't came? Blah, blah, blah. So I was like, and I already knew I was never going back. I, my dumbass thought this COVID shit actually was going to last the 15 days of the curve. <laughs> I, I bought that. You know, so I'm thinking like this place might open back up again because and that was another thing. They crumbled with the CDC. Whatever the CDC said, they crumbled with. If I still wanted to go to the OTO, I'd have to be fucking vaccinated. Mm. Wow. That's the only way I'm looking into that fucking door is with a vaccination. That was fucking disgusting. So like I, I so, you know, I'm watching Horace. Horace must have cut off his balls and Jesus is more gangster than him because the Catholic Church is open, but fucking the OTO is scared and they close their doors. <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know, the whole the whole scenario is just fucking weird. But uh, so like, yeah, I, I'm like, I'm never going back again. I'm thinking the doors might open up again eventually, but I don't want to go and I don't want to fucking talk to anybody. Even some of the people that I kind of looked up to and thought was cool, the shit that came out of their mouths in some of these last Zooms, I really don't want to talk to you. You're fucked up. So I was like, uh, what do I do without looking like a, an asshole or, or have to feel like an asshole talking to these people and telling them I just don't think this is for me anymore. So I just go on a fucking nonstop uh, Trump and Proud Boy because there was people there was people in the lodge that are in Antifa. Right. It sounds like it. I know for a fact it was because it was one that used to argue with me all the time about it. So. Uh, not argue, but would banter, you know, it was at least actually, it was like kind of like a grown up way of like kind of arguing, like we didn't hate each other and we still actually got along. It's just, I don't like your political views, but when it came to magic, you were actually kind of fucking smart. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> I started blasting mad Trump fucking every time I saw a proud boy video, fucking up Antifa, I posted that shit. Yo, within two or three weeks, that fucking friends list from the OTO went, <laughs> And I'm like, all right, well, now nobody probably wants to see me at the lodge anyway. So you burn well, that fucking bridge, buddy. I did it on purpose. That, <laughs> that's right, magic. Right. That's magic. <laughs> I gave you the illusion that I was really buying into that shit, which I totally wasn't. Even since you don't really know me, you believe that that's the truth. You believe the lie. And now you hate me when you actually don't even really know what's going on in my head. I mean, that's magic in itself. You know, so I, I used some basic magic, made them fucking hate me and not want me to come back to the lodge. And then uh, eventually somebody else I know that left just gave me the contact. So I didn't even have to ask the head, you know, the lodge master, the contact for the outer head to to leave. I got that info from somebody else. So t technically I could have just left on my own. I didn't even have to talk. To so anybody. you like had to fill out paperwork and shit. Oh, yeah. You fill you, you. You send them a letter. You ask them to send you the forms. You fill it out and then you mail it back. And obviously, even though after I did that, I was still considered a member because it wasn't until uh, I mean, real early in my podcast. And then they've come down because I had to take them down or they were removed anyway. Um, I, the first few episodes of mine actually were a lot of the initiations. 
This is the in my Patriot show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of that came. They eventually slapped me with a DMCA slap. Like I said, this is copyright material that I do not have permission to be putting out. You know, I don't have permission for this. Then I was not showing my face. It was just the logo and me talking. Um, At this point, at some point, I started showing my face. Now, I don't know. Some motherfucker was keeping an eye on that channel anyway. But eventually, once I showed my face, a few months later, I got a notice to my personal email that I used to use for the OTO as a notice saying that I have been slapped with that whole DMCA thing. I've been given that and that now they are going to have to send this whole thing about me breaking the oaths and you know giving out the initiation things. We got to send this up to higher people. We have to notify every secretary in this lodge. And so and so, and you will have to be put under review. And then like two weeks later, I got an email from the head of the OTO saying you violated, you kicked out, you're done. So can I ask you I'm something? Like, well, what was the fucking point of all that paperwork prior? I thought I was done and out. Was the first time you showed your face on tinfoil hat? No, I don't think so. Okay. I was just curious about no, that. No, but- you know, we share a similar opinion about that show and what it is. So, I, yeah, well, I, I, I'm almost positive I had. And, and, you know, the thing is, too, is that I think just honestly, I'll be totally honest with you. It's just fucking uncomfortable. And I, I think it's weird to sit here and have a conversation with a blinking avatar at this point. You know, so I, I did start showing myself on other people's shows now if they use the video and I don't remember, but I don't think tinfoil hat was the first one, even though I was blamed for hiding behind a green screen. Right. Which, which actually makes no sense because first off, if I was hiding behind anything, it would be an avatar. Technically I'm hiding in front of a green screen. because I don't <laughs> want you to see the back of me, but you're seeing me. So I mean, that whole fucking quote, that whole statement just makes no sense to me whatsoever. But no, I had shown myself prior to tinfoil hat. And for some reason, after the fact, Sam says I didn't show myself, but yet on his video channels there, I was talking to him. So Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was there. <laughs> was that like, that was like episode 501, right? For him? I, I did release that recently on RRN. Though. Oh, you did? Yeah, I found that he he did not take down the bit shoot version. Or maybe somebody uploaded the other, his bit shoot episode but that one was still live, so I, I ripped the audio. Now, in hindsight, out. I really want to watch it again because I saw it as it came out. So everything that went down after, I want to just go back and just put it to context. Yeah. I mean, there was even like even the beginning of the episode. And again, I don't want to get into this too much. And we are starting to run out of time. Yeah, um, I was going to say I, we I could had, move wondered, on. but I had wondered certain things prior to even going on there. But the whole fame give that up i i get on that show i must be doing something right i'm worthy of listening to now so you know my ego or me just thinking shitty about myself or thinking another dude needs to justify what i'm doing you know guy got in my head so i still went on even though i did actually suspect certain things but like even in the beginning of the episode and it's funny you know magicians or people can say things and other motherfuckers may not even realize what you're getting at but we even specified the date that we was changed. I don't know how many times prior. The date that we had on that show fit a whole bunch of astrological shit 
that would match. If you wanted to do a magical working, this is a good time and date for specific mm. stuff. We even did mention that right at the beginning, the date and the time and everything all matched magical shit that has to do with Jupiter, which is associated with tinfoil and abundance. Ah, the law of abundance. We don't hear enough about that. (laughs) It's also abundance of money. So let's not forget about that one as well. But yeah, just just real quick. So yeah, Uh, this episode is brought to you by Rockfin. Just kidding. (laughs) No, we will not. We, dude, we, we considered trying, and at this point, I don't want to fucking touch it. It was funny. I have another show, The Spiritual Gangsters, and uh, they had uh, Jason Hibbler on, a Hibbler, whoever. Oh, uh, Sean Hibbler? Yes, yeah, Sean Hibbler. I t- great guy. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. this shit is amazing. We had him on uh, The Spiritual Gangsters, and it's so funny. He probably doesn't know any of this story and i didn't even know it was on rockfin and at the end when he started plugging his shit i was like oh fuck!" yeah we tweeted a little bit about it i said hey man you're gonna get this guy blacklisted (laughs) yes yes, yes, that's right that's right you said that i was like yo i was like i was a good guy i didn't say anything but i was like holy fuck like you're literally like one of the only few people besides like conspiracy kyle from rockfin that even even hits me up and talks to me anymore you know, or uh, false reality. I do talk to them. We haven't done anything together, but almost everybody from there since then neither leads me on read, has stopped following me, or just told me straight up, I will not work with you. And I've even had a few motherfuckers that actually said, I'm not going to work with you because my shit's monetized and I don't want to lose money. Hmm. Well, I mean, you and Rantcast, like oh. this guilt by association thing, it's fucking insane, dude. Because did I tell, I've told you this. I got blocked by fucking Mark Steves on Twitter for sticking up for you guys. And he asked if I wanted to come on his show and talk about it. I said, fuck yeah, I do. I'll call you out for everything you and Sam are doing. And he, but he's like, oh, well, you're misinformed, block. Yeah, you know, uh, it's horrible. I forgot the fucking dude's name, show. Guy Andrew for America. Hey. I don't know. He's more of a political show. Okay. He, said he actually wants to get into occultism. He's like, I figured you were the man to ask. And I was like, oh, thank you. I'm the fucking awesome. It's cool that you thought that. Yo, it was so funny. In the fucking text message, too, he even told me himself. He's like, yo, he's like, I joined old media not too long ago. And he's like, yo, he says, Mark Steves hit me up and told me, you fuck with my Patriot. Because if you do, you're not a fit for this. And the dude told me, he's like, as soon as he told me that. He's like, no, I have never worked with you before. So I, I told him the truth. No, he says, but as soon as you told me that, I knew I was just going to have you on anyway. Now, fuck him. Who the fuck good, is he telling me? Good deal. I'm going to have to check him out now. Yeah, I was like, yo, you're a fucking gangster. Yeah. I was like, you know, the funny thing is, and real quick, I had Aeon bite on my show. That dropped today. That's a huge fucking name. And the guy knows his fucking shit. And he's a real good gentleman. Mark will never say a fucking word to him because he ain't got the fucking balls. Right. Yeah. Well, man, uh, if, I don't know if you want to wrap up on anything else, but we got about like 15 minutes left with you. Uh, yeah, I can give you like another 10 minutes before. I okay. Up. You want to just go into 33 a little bit and the oh, Kabbalah and stuff? Uh, 33. Uh, I mean, there's a few interesting things. I mean, we got 33 vertebrates. We got uh, the Jesus died at 33. Um, I, I do also think like the three goes back to uh, Binah, which is the third sphere of the tree. And that is also where Saturn would fall. And that really is the go between the spirit world and the, uh, the, the world in the flesh. So I, I do think it sticks to that. Unfortunately, when it comes to 33, I, I, I can't get like true crazy with that. I, I do think 
it has something to do with, and this is just my experience with magic. I also think it represents Jacob's ladder. I think Jacob's right. ladder is, is uh, Jacob's ladder. I even think is, you know, when you see people doing this shit, that that's Jacob's ladder. Mm. In my opinion. It's one of those things. You don't know what you're exactly doing, but yeah. Yeah. Well, the policy, when politicians are doing it constantly, yeah, they know what they're doing. Well, th- well now this one's getting big. Oh yeah. I could even get into that real quick. Uh, I love that one actually. Cause I think that, I think what my theory is actually right. So that's why I love that one. But uh, the 33, I, I do think that has to do with a lot of um, Jacob's ladder energy, even rising up. In my opinion, you have to think if, if you do, if you can separate yourself from your body, your soul and your energy is going to go up and then leave. You actually have to shut off certain things of your body or your, so it's like you're removing the energy and putting it somewhere else. And uh, again, three goes along with Bina or Saturn at that point, when that comes into this world, all it is is sound and vibrations. It's not in physical form yet. My experience going out of the abyss, I've gone deaf. So obviously something is up with even the third sphere and that shit going on. Um, 93. Perfect example of what I said about David Icke before. Three is Bina. That is the ideas, thought forms, sounds, nothing physical. As it goes down the tree, it starts to manifest into physical reality. Uh, the, the, the fourth sphere could be if the third sphere is an, an idea of a chair, the fourth sphere would now be the blueprint of the chair. Or if the third sphere was the idea of man, the, the, the fourth sphere would be the drawing of the blueprint of it. And then the fifth sphere would actually be like getting the pieces, the physical pieces to make it and then put it together. You know what I'm saying? So as you're going down the tree, you go from ideas and thought forms, to untangible shit, Wi-Fi, stuff like that. You can't see into physical matter. So the third sphere is that, the 10th sphere is earth. Everything else from that tree before it hit earth goes to Yisod, which is the moon. And then the moon projects down to the earth. So now you have your nine, your Yisod sphere and your three, your Saturn sphere. So now you have your David Ike moon matrix slash 93. In this model, is Saturn Satan? Because that's all I ever hear when I listen to conspiracy theorists talk about Saturn is that it is literally Satan. Coming into this existence, yes. I, well, okay. and, and that's my opinion because I don't think we're actually meant to be in the flesh. Hmm. I think we're meant to be in the spirit. So if you've come into flesh, then yes, that part of Saturn that lets you go in between both worlds coming into flesh. Yes, that is satanic against your soul. So why are we here? You want my honest opinion? I think this is hell. I think mm-hmm. we're in the thing in hell. I think can, we fucked up. Can we get out? Yeah. Okay. I think you have to have an experience with God. And, and so hell with- isn't permanent the way Christians claim it is. Uh, well, I think if you keep being who you are, you'll just you'll keep reincarnating. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. the, it's like you're at Dave and Buster's and you got a fucking unlimited pocket full of quarters and the game's over. I'm just going to fucking continue. I'm going to keep going. Let me hit restart, mm-hmm. you know, instead of actually like I'm done playing this game. Maybe there's something else. It's just So what have you heard the idea of uh, like that there are people here or souls that have come back to Earth just to help the existing souls escape Earth and like star seeds? Yeah, right. 
I, I think that could be more along the lines of, I'm not going to call myself a star seed, but I do also think it's possible, believe it or not. I think all those stars out there could actually be us, but as crazy as that sounds. Um, I think that makes sense, actually, because yeah. we're looking, through, like you were talking about, I'm looking to the past, the time change past. between us. Right. It goes both ways, depending on which yeah. viewpoint you're going from. Like, are we looking at us from the future, the past, and it goes vice versa? Well, look, so. think of the, in the God Janus. One face is looking the other way. One face is, you know, one looking that way, one looking this way. We're stuck looking the other way. We're not looking towards God anymore. But, um, so what was I getting at with the whole, uh, fuck, I forgot what I was. We're talking at. about being in hell. I don't know if that. Oh, yeah, before. hell. Yeah. I, I just, I, that's my honest. I, I, and I do think, unfortunately, you will keep reincarnating until you have some sort of magical experience that, in my opinion, and then not to sound, I'm, and I'm not saying that I'm saved. I still fucking die and repeat this thing all over again. But in my, my opinion, I have had glimpses from, from magic of heaven. That's even some of my experiences that have even made me think this is hell. Because I, when these times when I have left my soul and I went somewhere else, it literally felt as if my soul had stretched across everything. I was part of this like fabric, mm. all fear, anxiety, hate, all that negative stuff that is in your head, gone. I was just in awe of what I was a part of and experiencing. The idea and the feeling of love that I have experienced in this world, which is very real. As much as I love my father, my wife, and family members and people, that is real. But the feeling of love that I felt during that is nothing compared to this world. I can't put it into words. So after you have that experience and experience that and then open up your eyes here, you have to start questioning why. So in your opinion, can you get there, that place you just talked about, or not even really a place, but can you use psychedelics to do it? I think they'll aid. Yeah, I think some of them uh, aid helping maybe crack or thin your pineal gland. But it, it's more pure to do it just through a sober you can experience. Sit down and meditate and do it. You you don't need the, the whole fucking ritual, the altar, all that shit. My opinion, that's another thing too. Right. But the secret societies, uh, the, the source is a light bulb, and the secret societies are just the lampshade over the light bulb. That's all. It's just their version or their hue of what they want you to know. Uh, you don't need all that crap. You can go directly to the source. But in my opinion, by shutting your eyes off, shutting the fucking voices up in your head and sitting there quiet enough to maybe for once hear God speak to you. So which you're you saying that's to, it. Which you have to give up. Oh, I don't want those thoughts of. Am I going to get laid tonight? Oh, I want to get those new sneakers. Like those things need to be removed. They can't come into your head. Those are little radio stations that we pick up. All that stuff. That's again, why I'm getting at the shadow work, the sex. Those are all things that have to be kind of minimized. So it's where it's not something that's going to pop into your head at random thoughts. You need to really quiet your fucking mind. Hmm. Which I also think goes along with why I went deaf. I think. Yeah. I think to a certain extent, and not to get into it, I know we're at close to the show. I, I think the moon is putting us in a matrix. And I think once you break oh, out. Oh, that could be a I, whole episode in itself. I, I think once you break out of the, that's all oh, real quick, this, this sign. All right. 
you go like this, just a little bit of a difference, and you can see some motherfuckers go like that. You have a thing in your fucking inner ear called the cochlea. Hey. Three rings and a little fucking spiral swirl that everybody loves saying is the pedophile symbol, which it is. It can be used for that, but you will get that three rings, which I think are probably the rings of the covenant that the Ark of the Covenant are being held by. You get those three rings on each side and that little fucking thing like that. Fucking Donald Trump and other people holding them up by their ears, holding them near their ears. Fucking you get Joe Biden even going like this at times. Those <laughs> motherfuckers, in my opinion, is telling you you're listening to me. Hmm. You're hearing me. I haven't heard that explanation before. I was expecting you to say something that I've heard. That's no, that's a good. That's no, good. That, scientists even say that that picks up sounds and vibrations from the moon. Hmm. And I think the moon is a big, gigantic radio transmitter. I mean, look at the fucking thing changes colors from light. That that people. That's another. Why don't people wonder when it goes from white white to red? A different vibration because it's a different color is being projected on us. Could that do anything? Hmm. You know, so I think once you've gotten past the grass for the prison of the moon, those things go away. And also, they just had the blood moon during the midterm election, too, which a lot of people pointed out. And but then so that's chaos and change is blood. I mean, is, is red. And it doesn't chaos can just be in the mind. It could be like I, I used to like Marlboro's. Now I smoke Newports. That's chaos. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Simple as you know, my cup was full with coffee at the beginning of the show. It's empty. Now there's been chaos and change. Uh, so, like, I, I do think even the, the, the red moon on that is fitting because there's going to be people losing positions and changing. So how Aaron Carter mainly. Sorry. So I said again, I said Aaron Carter mainly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> During that fucking cycle, man, he was the one that like everybody was paying attention to when the election was about to start happening. Yeah, that's true, too. Uh, interesting. AC. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. And, so, and, and if you want to get back to where I said, I think even with Alistair Crowley wondering how truthful his name is. And I've even heard David Lynch. I don't know if you guys. Oh, I love David Lynch. He said, I don't know if you've ever heard him say he wanted to have a show called, I think, Johnny Rocket, where it was a dude who ran on alternating current. A.C. Yeah. Hmm. You know how much of the A.C., you know, I don't know. I I think that could go back to electricity. Alternating current. It can go both ways. So how do we. So like Iris Carter, A.C. That's what I was getting at. I, I like to leave our guests with uh, maybe a little bit, you know, we take them down this rabbit hole where maybe they feel helpless uh, for a minute. So, so back to like, you know, if we are in fact in hell potentially and potentially, you know, you do spoke about not impeding others will. And so how do we stay focused on our own path and not let the bullshit that other people are projecting you know, how, how do you try to focus on your own journey? That's a, that's a, that's a good question, especially if you're a social justice warrior. That could be <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm serious. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm assuming probably the people listening to you aren't like that. So maybe I could. Uh, they've stopped by now. I guarantee it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I mean, there's many things. I mean, uh, start checking. What gets you mad? What gets you happy? 
why, what gets you nervous, what gets you anxiety ridden, start checking that. Um, if there's kind of belief systems that you've grown up with that sometimes you question, why does that even make sense? Start wondering like who or why that ever became a belief for you. You know, what was the reason behind that? You know, small little things like, like I, I hate to even bring up AA again, but honestly, if you, if you did the fourth step, that really would be shadow work because you're going to look at exactly why I act the way I act because of thoughts in my head, hmm. which, you know, so I, it's something like that. And the biggest thing, and it's something that if I remember to say it on my show, it's something I, I've been trying to end with. Um, you need to close your eyes, be comfortable with that. Look inside yourself. Find who you are, what you love, what is it that your will is, and find God, and then you'll find freedom. I do believe, again, this is even how we can get back into the whole thing of being in hell. I am mesmerized by Lucifer's light of this world. <laughs> My eyes cannot stop loving all this shit I'm looking at. Mm. Wow. Learn to close those motherfuckers and be okay with the darkness in your mind. And maybe just maybe you'll find that little glimpse of white light in there. And when you do, bam, all the darkness is gone and you'll have a taste of heaven. Hmm. Well, you that's a, a unless you had more to say. I was going to say no, that's just really uh, it, you're not, in my opinion, you're not going to find God. And all this shit around you. He's in your head. He's a part of you. We're all parts of God. Close your fucking eyes. Shut off the radio stations. And wait to listen to hear his word. That's it. And at that, we're going to go to Radio Silence. Thank you so much, NY. Yeah. It's been a great conversation. I, I don't know. You, you have the Occult Rejects NY Patriot oh, yeah. show. You have yeah. several if you want to plug anything before we yeah. close up. Yeah, real quick. I uh, do have the NY Patriot show that is on all major podcasts. And uh, it's on uh, BitChute. Uh, I might be ditching Rumble because I really don't get any views on Rumble. I I'm don't talking. either. Fuck it. Yo, honestly, <laughs> not, not nothing. Let's, I feel like, like unless... You're also got some off the wall shit or Trump or QAnon. Your shit ain't gonna fucking go anywhere. At least on Bitchu. Um, I still use Bitchu because that does get some views, but Rumble I might be ditching. So I have a Bitchu Rumble, all major podcast, and I do have YouTube. Knock on wood, still doing okay now. A fourth time's a charm. Uh, YouTube, I am on there as well. Uh, the Occult Rejects, same thing. Bitchu Rumble, all major podcast. Both of those shows. And Lux Rising's own podcast will all be on the same YouTube, Rejects and Friends. And then I am also a co-host of a show called The Spiritual Gangsters, which is a little bit different. It's more of people's journeys and what they went through to have that spiritual change within themselves and become who they are now. It's a little bit more of that. Uh, we do have podcasters on who are willing to get personal. And then we have people off of fucking Twitter or Instagram that we know we have a story. It's all sorts of people and all sorts of walks of life. Totally different show, but I think it's really good. That I co-host. That's the Spiritual Gangsters, all major podcasts, and the Spiritual Gangsters on YouTube. Awesome. Well, guys, look look them up. I've been actually kind of doing a crash course on your NY Patriot stuff because I've you. only Thank listened you. to Occult Rejects. It's good work. I always love catching you when you're live on Twitter. So thanks again, NY, dude. I'll talk to you soon. 
Yes, definitely. Thank you, guys, and you have a good day. You too. All right. Take care, bud. Ah.